Hello there, this is Michael Govier. Welcome to the latest edition of The First Day Pod. Today, Leanne Hello is at it again. This is all you're going to get from me. I know it's tough, but hang in there. I will return. Until then, though, you are in the great hands, the very capable hands of Leanne Hello and her first guest as a solo host. That's right, Ed Wasef is going to join the show to talk about food addiction, depression, anxiety, loss, you name it, he's experienced it. And he is so open, honest, and vulnerable. He's willing to share to show you how you can help yourself. This is a really, really unique and special episode, and I am disappointed that I missed it. But fear not, I get to listen to it right now as many times as I want to as Leanne Hello and Ed Wasif are together on the latest edition of The First Day Pod. I think we are live. Hello, everybody. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited that you guys are here today because this is my first guest as a solo host. So everybody, my name is Leanne Hello. I am the host of First Day Pod. Um, You are missing my boyfriend. I'm missing him too, Michael Govier. Um, He can't join us today, but he sends his regards. And um, I am so grateful to be joined today by Mr. Ed Wasif. I pronounced that right? Correct? Yeah, I, it sounded better than I could do it. <laughs> and this man is on a journey of self-discovery, personal growth, and wanting to fulfill his purpose. I am so excited for you to be here, Ed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome. Oh, I, um, uh, I'm sure you know I listened to the show ever since I was told about it, <laughs> and uh, love listening. And to be on the other end, it's, um, it's, it's a. I, I just feel um, I, I I can't say I can't say the words. I, I'm just feeling flabbergasted. Is that uh, that's a good uh, one? All right. I love it. I love it. I am too. So I am. I'm super excited. So yes, you are one of our biggest fans. We are so grateful. Um, if we don't see you in the comments, then I, I get nervous because I'm like, oh my goodness, do we even bother doing it? Really? So I'm so excited for you to be here. Um, everybody. So Ed's journey, I was just talking to him before the show because we've known each other for a while now. Um, and I feel like we're friends now. We met, um, really, I think we solidified our friendship in our book club. You asked to join and now we're like, meet every week. And I just feel so close to you. So there is so much to get into today. Um, This man just, so I asked him how long he's been on this personal growth journey. And I was expecting 10 years, 15 years. Um, 2019 is when it really, 2018, 2019 is really where it, it really started off. So that is just a hiccup ago. And in this time, he has totally transformed. Um, He's been through a lot of trauma. We're going to get into all that. Um, And he has lost over 100 pounds. Um, Incredible, absolutely incredible. But more than that, he has lost probably more than 100 pounds just in the trauma and the the shame and the all of this. Um, So Ed, let's kind of get started. I really want to make sure that I get into this part. And it's, I'm just going to go right into it because it's so important. Um, So we've had um, people on the show that have gone through suicide um, or they haven't gone through with it, thankfully, because they were on the show, um, but that they have struggled with it and you have struggled with it. So I would like you just to be able to talk about a little bit, um, if you can tell the people how many times, because I'm just, I'm every time you tell me my heart sinks and I'm just so grateful that you weren't great at it. <laughs> so you want me to start off saying how, um, isn't I this awful e- that I'm just going to jump right I, into it's okay. this? No, but that I'm going to show how, how much of a failure I could be. No, I'm just joking. Just yes. Joking. Thankfully, <laughs> just thankfully. <joking. laughs> um, I can joke about it and I know it's a serious topic, but, mm-hmm. uh, I can, joke about my experiences because I I don't I don't know who that person was anymore. Yeah. So I that's why I can joke about it. But I know it's not a funny situation. Yeah. 
but I, I remember when I was so I to answer the question, like I don't remember the exact number, but I believe uh, I didn't count every time, but about 13, 14 times that I attempted. And yeah. the very first time I was 20 and mm. uh, I had um, horrific flashback nightmares mm-hmm. of um, some childhood sexual abuse. And mm-hmm. it, it was like I was reliving it. And that was my, you know, first attempt during my first year of university. Uh, and obviously and that, that was year- one of your first kind of times of remembering that trauma. That was Is my that- only time. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I guess what they call it is dissociative, and I guess it's a protective mechanism. And I believe it's common for people at early age mm-hmm. to deal with that type of trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had no knowledge of it, and only when I, after a few years, I didn't do it right away. But I think I was like twenty-seven, twenty-eight when I confronted the person oh wow and that was the only confirmation that i knew that had happened but the dreams were were extremely vivid wow wow and then um i guess several years later um my wife of you know we were one week shy of being four years married so still very early on um mm-hmm. but she was like first my best friend um, totally, totally my best friend. Beautiful. And she, uh, you know, she got pregnant and she had some issues that we never really knew what it was until it was very late. And, uh, she ended up, uh, passing away from, uh, lung cancer a few weeks after giving birth, uh, to our only child, oh. our son, Alexander. And I never fully I never fully got over uh, the childhood abuse. Uh, I got I got over and the other abuse and the other issues and the other abandonment stuff, like all the all the crap. Sorry, yeah. all the yeah. stuff that I told myself. Um, and it just like I was numb for about five years and trying to work and deal with you know just I wasn't able to grieve because I had a uh, an infant toddler whatever to look after and trying to work and try to do stuff in the house and try to do all the other responsibility stuff. But I was a kid myself, so it was foreign to me. Mm -hmm. And um, so when I finally felt it, it was just too overwhelming. And, um, you know, to make, and, you know, you can create all these stories and I'm very good at creating these stories in my head that, um, you know, I blamed myself for my wife's passing. And it doesn't matter why, but I, I, I blamed it. Our, our child was um, conceived through a donor, so it wasn't even um, genetically from me. And it was something I couldn't understand. And, you know, I had, uh, I believe they call it survivor's remorse. So all that grief and all that pain and all that... Um, anger um you know i attempted and one of the and attempted again and again and again and one of the things i remember is i was so down i was like so out of it my um family thought you know i was over well over 500 pounds i couldn't function i couldn't do anything uh couldn't go i wasn't i was skipping i mean missing work couldn't even go down the stairs couldn't look after myself um showering was a diff- was difficult um so couldn't even look after my son and so they thought you know maybe they should look after him while i get some help but i just took it so much like a victim like i can't even look after my kid and i felt like i'm letting down you know my wife like it's it's the one thing she asked me to do and i can't do it so wow. i uh I overdosed on some things and I I would, you know, wake up on the floor. I would, um, you know, I was just drenched in sweat, drenched in vomit and whatever. Hopefully I'm not too descriptive and, no, and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I was so angry. 
I was angry. Why am I still alive? Wow. And I was angry at God. Like, what is it that I got to do? And so I would wait a week or so, build up more energy so I can just do it again and wow. then again and again. And where is Alexander in this? Did they take your family? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Wow. Okay. And when you were like, when you were going through and you just tell me if I'm like asking too many personal questions, but I'm just, I'm really, I'm grateful that you're here to be able to talk about this. Um, was there any point in there um, that you, that you looked at it like, okay, I need to get help with this or were you just determined to make this work? Well, I guess um, I reached a point where I have no choice. Um, I either do something and get help uh, or I, or I do nothing and eventually get the attempts right. Like mm -hmm. I, the, I knew that was my only two options mm -hmm. and I was, I will answer your question, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming my dad, but it was just a culture, and I think it's a really old culture. And hopefully, we don't do this anymore to our kids. But you know, I, I was raised with with two other brothers, and you know, men don't cry, uh, men don't show emotion, um, men don't ask for directions. But I, that's not the point here. Mm -hmm. But um, and so asking for help was, was a real was really hard. Um, and the other thing too is I didn't know what help I wanted. I didn't know what help I needed. I really, I just felt like empty. I, I, I hated myself so much. I just felt empty. Like what help was I looking for? What help would help? So I was lucky. I'm, I've always been lucky. And I know that sounds funny, but I've been lucky with time. Really? Yeah, I, I, no joke. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been lucky with um, things just coming in my way at, at the right time, at the right place. So I was lucky enough at work. I was able to get the time off. And, you know, I found a place that um, I could go to. And it, and it helped a little mm -hmm. with me dealing with a lot of my past stuff. But the and it, I guess it helped me really realize how much pain I was in and the trauma that the abuse stuff from the child affected me. Mm -hmm. And that's where I knew I had to address some stuff. But what I really, what, what the problem was in that group is, you know, great. We got, we got a hold of what the issue was, but the, we didn't get the underlying issue. And the underlying issue for me has been uh, food addiction. Um, okay. so that was the underlying issue that never got resolved. Um, and I went to, after I left, I still was suicidal. I still attempted. So I went to another place and that was more for the abuse. Um, and still didn't really help because I still didn't address the underlying issue. Right. Um, still had, like I was getting better and I was, you know, away, but in, for a period of three years, I, I worked for one year. Uh, oh, wow. Money was hard. Um, knowing when I was going to be able to get my kid back was hard. Uh, knowing what was actually the right thing for me to do was very hard. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. And I'm just going to pop this up here really quick. Michelle says, is it luck or synchronicity? So, Okay, it's probably – I understand the question. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I was just going to say I think that's a really good question. Thank you, Michelle. Um, and I'm also going to put this one in there. Thank you, David. Love this guy, don't we all? You're just – you're incredible. I'm even learning more now um, from this. So anyway, so luck or synchronicity, what are you thinking? synchronicity because I, I didn't know then but now I know just the fact just the fact that I'm born like if you if you think about uh, I'm not good with philosophical things but it's just something that I think of sometimes you know you think of how many 
billions of eggs, you know, if you go through, you know, what women have and the billions of sperm. And I was chosen as one. Um, and a lot of us have been chosen as the one to, to meet and with all the issues. The fact, just the fact that I'm alive means yeah. I'm worthy. It means I'm worthy. And means that whatever the word you want to use, universe, God, higher power, um, I don't know, uh, the trees, the weather, I don't, you know, the sun. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm being, I'm being guided. I am being looked after. I just was so much a victim, so much into myself and my depression and anxiety. I was just so trapped. Like, I think if I was in a prison, it would have been better. I was in a mental prison that I created myself. So I wasn't able to see any of this victim stuff. I wasn't able to see these things I created. But definitely now I can look back and say I was guided all the way through. Synchronicity, yeah. love, whatever. Yes. And can I ask a question? Because we can get we can get back to all this and you're gonna get well, you already are used to me. I jump around. So if we if we get off tangent and you want to get back to any part of the story at any point, please just feel like I just want to get back. But I have a question about Prior to getting to college um, and having that flashback that kind of catapulted you into this, did do you feel like you had any sort of, I mean, you went through the trauma as a child, but then do you feel like you had um, any kind of mental um, health issues up until that point? Like grade school, high school, were you dealing with food addiction at that point? Was you like how... That what oh, did that look like? Okay, so let me first tell you a little funny story. Okay. So this this is when you, you look back. So this is I will answer the question. Of course. Uh so or don't. <laughs> my I will, I promise. So my first experience that I you know when you look back is of a food addiction is and some people who are here from my from my group have already heard the story a hundred times. But anyways, it's it's funny. So if you haven't heard it, um when when I, I you know my earliest memory four or five years old I, I couldn't tell you I, I know the apartment I was at but what I was living at but my mom sometimes would give you know one of three boys and she would give us sometimes at random a little piece of chocolate uh, before we go to bed and it didn't taste great but it, it still felt like a treat mm -hmm. and so one day I was I was looking for this stash like why do I only get a piece now and then I get a small piece, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I went and found her stash and she had like four boxes. I, I wish I learned how to read, but I found four boxes and I ate them all. Unfortunately, I don't know if anybody knows or heard of the, uh, heard of something called Exlax. Uh, so it's uh -oh. a very, very good uh, aid to help uh, prevent constipation. But if you take four boxes of it, uh, you would probably need to go to the hospital and and get some IV for some dehydration issues. Oh no! Uh, yeah, so that was me, and it's not even good chocolate. <laughs> uh, yeah, now, it's don't been you, off the market. Don't you think that that would have I don't know like stop you? It feels like when you have too much tequila when you're 19 years old, and then you're like you're off of it because you're so sick. Did that not turn you off of? Okay, so. This is the whole thing. If you're a food addict, you're yeah. an alcoholic, you're a drug addict. Yeah. I, I I know some people say, oh, it's only food. It's not really an addiction. Uh, well, first off, you heard about my 14 attempts. So for me, it's there's no difference. Uh, mm -hmm. And this whole victim thing, no difference. Mm -hmm. Me being like stuck and being a child and so immature, don't know how to deal with emotion. That's all the same. But the other thing, too, is once I start, I can't stop until it's all gone. I don't yeah. care if I got, if I'm bleeding out of my nose, I got heartburn, I got pain, you know, I got the over 500 pounds and yet I still kept eating. Yeah. I still right. kept eating. So that's not going to stop me until it runs out. Right. Uh, that's what's going to stop me. Right. Um, and then, so to answer your question, I had no idea, no concept of the abuse. I was a class clown. I was funny. People, um, like I was like the life of the party, even though there was no party. Mm -hmm. And, but I was, since I was like 15, 16 years old, I was prescribed antidepressants because I always thought from an early age, if I could only gain control of my eating and my weight, like I was always um, 
husky fat, you know, those different terms, you know, uh, you know, your baby fat, husky, mm-hmm. and then it just was fat. And, um, and I used to get, you know, I don't know what, pe- why people think this is okay. Um, but they like, if you're 500 pounds and you're, and you're able to walk around the street, you know, you're fat. Like, I don't, I, I know I am, but some people needed to remind me that I was, some people felt they needed to throw food at me just in case I didn't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, but it's okay because that's, you know, but this is a thing. Like I took it like I'm, I'm bad. I'm unworthy. I deserve it. Uh, just because I'm heavy, just because mm. I look different. Um, but I, it, but it was no worse than what I did to myself. Like I believed it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're reading in the book. Um, so guys, I'm just going to like do our little thing about the book club um, just because it's here right now. So um, our book club, if for any of you guys that watch us and, and you know, we do the book club every uh, Monday night, Eastern time um, at eight o'clock. It runs for an hour. Uh, this week, we are doing one full book um, at one time. Normally, we break them up. This one is going to be the four agreements. Oh, I love it because it's got a green background. So some of it's that's cool. Um, anyway. We're doing the four agreements. Um, And then the following week, so if you guys are going to join us, we're going to be doing Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Um, This is by uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Really good. So if you guys are thinking about joining us, you might want to buy the book now. That way you can have it in time. Um, But yeah, that's one of the things in the four agreements. Um, Oh, and I wanted to do just a quick little shout out. Raven and Heather, we've got two new members that are coming on for this book. I don't know if they're going to stay with us, but they're coming on for this book. So thank you guys for so much for joining. And if you guys want to join, if you're listening to this, um, you know, Monday night would be a great time for you to come on. You can just DM us or um, email us at um, firstdaypod at gmail.com. But in the four agreements, that's what they talk about. They talk about you will only take abuse from people as much as you abuse yourself. So if somebody abuses you, even just a little bit more than you abuse yourself, you won't take it. You'll walk away. But because we berate ourselves, blame ourselves, shame ourselves, do all these things, we will accept as long as they don't pass that threshold. So that's totally normal, unfortunately. And to add to that, um, I tried all different ways of trying to deal with that you know, yes, I have my humor, but um, I would, you know, A, try to fight everybody who said something. That got really tiring. Mm-hmm. And plus, uh, a lot of people were stronger than me, so that it it hurt physically and emotionally. And then I also got, uh, you know, I, I also tried, you know, oh, maybe I'll just make fun of myself. Then that way, you know, I'll beat you to the punch. Mm-hmm. And... It hurts just as much as if the words come for yourself as from someone else. Um, so I tried it all, and none of it, none of it helped. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but that was then. It's like I'm not, I'm not that person anymore. But that's also a good tip. So for people that are are there right now that are listening to this and saying, oh, but if I because I think I think a lot of us have been through that at different levels where you just think, okay, I know what's coming. So I'll just say it. And then, you know, then it'll deflect and then people won't make fun of me, but they still do. They still do. And now it's just you're berating yourself. And so you're you're allowing them to do it. So that is really good um, advice. I'm going to pull this up. Um, Peter May. I don't know who that is. You might know him. Um, He says, I had the privilege to meet Ed in person in Ottawa a couple of weeks ago. The moment I met him and his son, I knew what an extraordinary man he is. A kindred soul for sure. Nice to hear you're sharing. Well, thank you, Peter. Yes. I have not, I cannot wait, Ed, to meet you in real life. Like, I feel like I know you. I feel like we're best friends and I have never met you in real life. So it's thanks COVID, but that's coming. Uh, just so you know, I, what you see is what you get. So, yes, that's what I love. <laughs> I, I don't know how to be somebody else. I Thankfully, thankfully, because it never really works. It never really works. <laughs> So, yes, and Kelly is excited for some new blood in the group. Raven's actually one of her friends, so I'm super excited. Kelly, thank you so much for inviting them. Um, Okay, so 
um, where do we want to, where do we want to continue on with this? Um, I, if it's okay, I, I'm kind of tired of, of like complaining. Uh, there was, there was a, like, I did mm -hmm. turn it around. Yes. Let's go there. Let's go there. And this so is, I, it's so important because I really wanted, and I'm sorry if it, if it was, um, uncomfortable, maybe like jumping right into that, but I want people to understand because it's, um, thankfully it was, you know, 12, 13, however many times it was, and it didn't work out because you're here now, thank God. And you're going to be able to meet your purpose and help so many people. Um, but I want people to understand that, that it's, um, it's not a like a it's not just an event it is such a struggle and there's a lot of people that that do try multiple times sometimes they don't get the chance to try again unfortunately but um as weird as that sounds but um so i do the hope that you give that you can come out of this um it's just super inspiring so yeah so how did you come out of it or or so like we like the question that um michelle asked earlier mm -hmm. was it luck or was it um synchronicity well, synchronicity yes. um synchronicity for sure it i cannot i could not have done this on my own yes i have to accept the help or accept the the you know the signs um you know everyone i'm sure heard of the joke um where God sent, you know, somebody a, a helicopter, a boat, a rope, and a lifesaver, um, but the guy never took it because he thought he was going to get saved. But God tried tried all these attempts, yes. so I I have to take these things as, you know, an opportunity. That's true, but these were also given to me, given in in spades, in in and so much. And so one of the I just think was the most mon monumental is in November of. 2018 i went to a a movie um i guess movie premiere it was like a documentary not solely on food addiction but on how um harmful food is and and how to how to you know treat it or how to get a you know how to get better from um you know as treating it not like a diet Mm -hmm. I don't know if I explained that right. So anyway, so I took that a is a huge thing. There's a big difference between just trying to lose a few pounds and going on a diet and changing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just and just to go on that note, um, I've I've lost weight umpteen times. I've I've lost um, over 100 pounds more than six times. Wow. I've I've lost uh, 200 pounds at least twice. Wow. Um, I've even had. Um, the lap band surgery and I lost over hundred pounds, but I had to have it removed because um, they call it pinging. I, I wasn't like though still after five years, I was still throwing up and oh. uh, I had some internal bleeding. So it came out, but then that was like a floodgate. That's when everything kind of happened and I was grieving. So it was a bad time. But anyways, uh, so I went to this movie and I, I had everything all prepared um, this would have been attempt number 14, 15, whatever, right? I had everything prepared at home. And I said, if I don't pick up something that I need, that that, that motivates me, sh changes something that I see, I'm I'm going to do it again. No pressure documentary, but... No, no pressure. <laughs> this is what I said to the universe. Yes. And so I even asked the question. I said, you know, but what, are you, what if you're depressed? How do you go through this if you're depressed? And... I went through, I, I leave the the auditorium when it's, you know, the movie's over and the hallway, I don't know what you'd call it, the lobby, you know, whatever, yeah. uh, foyer was just packed with people. And so there's this woman at the end of the, at the other end of the foyer. I can just, I just, I don't know what it is. I just noticed her. She's like four foot nine, four foot 10. And if she's listening, maybe she's six foot 10. Uh, okay. I, I'm sorry, but she's <laughs> yes. not the tallest woman. And mm -hmm. I noticed her and it was, I, I don't understand light energy auras. I don't want to talk about something I don't understand, but mm -hmm. I saw some type of light that drew me to her. And it was, it was like, I was guided to her. I'm not trying to sound 
religious or, or whatever or it's i don't understand it but i was drawn to her and she just said you know she knew me from the meetings i didn't recognize her wow. and she you know she just offered help she just listened to me all she did was listen that was it didn't wow. say this is what you need this is what you should do uh, go get help uh you're hurting your kid you know how come you can't do this no just listen and you know you'll see me at the, at the sunday meeting at this place so you know whatever and Beautiful. i didn't do it i didn't i'm like that was like a sign to me wow and another one um and did you ever see oh, her again did you see her at, at the meetings and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. unfortunately uh i don't know if i should talk about this or not but yeah mm. it doesn't matter so as you can imagine i'm like i'm uh at a bottom so yeah you, you, you get this person that, that shows um some caring caring mm -hmm. and so i took it um or I, I saw something that obviously wasn't there and I built up some type of fantasy relationship in my head, but that was more of my, my, my crap. Um, but yeah, we are, we got through all that garbage and uh, we are amazing, amazing friends. Still to this day. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's so wonderful. You don't lose people like this. You yeah. don't, you don't, you know, they don't come, you know, I was lucky enough to meet her. I was Unless you push them away. Exactly. And so I, I I had to take some time away to kind of, uh, you know, it was part of my growth. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that that for sure. Um, and then another another one was, um, he might be listening, I can maybe say his name. Mm -hmm. But Dave, I was actually in Dave Wolf, I was actually in yes. one of his meetings. And it was actually, I was upset about my... Um, abandonment issues that I had that I created as fantasy with this other woman mm -hmm. and I'm in this group with him and he saw how distraught I was and so he just said you know what like, like after after the meeting can we talk and I'm like you know he's got a young kid at the time I think it was only one but mm -hmm. still he didn't have like a lot of time and he's giving his time to me that's beautiful. Um, and I'm going to just interject super quick for any of you guys that have listened to the show, you know who Dave is. Um, he's been on quite a few times. He's been on with his mom, Judy. Um, and if you haven't, I will, oh gosh, I'm not exactly sure how to do it, but I will find out what episodes they were and you guys can go back and, um, and listen to a couple of them because it's, yeah, he's a wonderful man. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So mm -hmm. that didn't go forgotten. Um, so that was another impactful thing. And I, I would say that was my last time where I was a victim. Last time I felt like a victim. Wow. Because at that moment, I, it, it, there was a line. I kept hearing this in my head, a line from a movie. Um, I won't get it right, but the, hopefully I get the point of it. Um, is you either get busy living or get busy dying. Yes. Shawshank Redemption, just, you know, I think the other term is uh, shit or get off the pot. Sorry. <laughs> so basically, that's what I decided. And, you know, we tell ourselves so many lies. We tell ourselves so many stuff, you know, that, that I'm worthless, I'm a failure, I'm whatever. Why don't I start telling myself, you know, you're lovable, you're worthy. And even if I don't believe it, you know, there's a term that I've heard, fake it till you make it. Yes. And I said it, I said it to myself enough where that was the last time I am ever going to go back to being a victim. Um, so that was impactful. And then I, I don't want to forget that my family, like by, yes, initially it was hurtful, but it, I, it needed to be done to look after my son and give, you know, give me the opportunity to go get help. Yes. Thank you. So I, I like, and it, I could go on, I could be talking, you know, for three days about all the people that have helped me and all the things. Um, I went to a retreat in the beginning of February and a, and a priestess told me, you know, you know, you are loved. And I probably heard that from other people and I, and I didn't believe it, but there was just something in that moment. Um, you so, were ready yeah, to hear it. I was ready to hear it. So synchronicity is a good word. I, I like to say grateful. 
I like to say I feel blessed. Yes. Um, and yeah. So that's coming I, across. That's coming across like tenfold is how grateful you are. And that I think that means a lot. Now, I, I do want to ask, do you do a um, a lot of people talk about doing like gratitude practices that they like they do um, like where they'll write it down or they'll get in the mirror. They do, do you do any of that kind of thing or is it just you're grateful for the people in your life and and as they come? Um, I'll answer the question by yes, but okay. that's but that's not enough. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a good start. Mm-hmm. It helped me to begin. But gratitude is not just feeling. It's it's an attitude and it's an action. You show gratitude. You don't just think it. So yes, I write it down. But by you writing it down, or just like telling myself I'm worthy and I'm loved, mm-hmm. that these are. It's a great beginning to write it down. And I'm not I'm not belittling anybody who write you know, writes it down. I think it's a great start. But it's how you live your life, and so that's and it's what helped me to find my purpose is when I when I can, can act interact with somebody else out of gratitude. I'm mm-hmm. grateful for the presence just that I'm communicating with them just to get the in that moment get the experience of interacting with them and hopefully they will feel that gratitude for interacting with me in that moment because that's all we have yes. and I can be of service I can be useful to them. I find that's how I identify my purpose. Amazing. Amazing. This is why we just, we adore you, Ed. Everybody in book club adores you. Everybody that, well, clearly Peter just met you a couple weeks ago and just thinks you're extraordinary. That's um, not a light term. Um, That could be because of my son. He is extraordinary. I'm biased, I know, but he's awesome. He looks like a cutie. Yes. Yes, he does. Um, Okay. So now you've obviously like you've gone through depression, anxiety, all of that. Do you feel like that made your addiction worse? Um, Or did it was were they mutually kind of exclusive that they were both kind of you just had to deal with one when it was bad and then one when it was bad? Like, how did you navigate all of that? And so at the time, I didn't navigate very well, like I was doing, you know, taking medications and trying to do these little things but in, in learning about food addiction and mm-hmm. doing my program and um my abstinence like so i there's foods i don't eat uh and for me i don't like talking about what i don't eat because it's very specific for other people it's not like if you're an alcoholic you don't drink alcohol so mm-hmm. food is something totally different it's very it's very unique and specific for the individual. But mm-hmm. I follow an abstinence program. And by doing that and removing the sugar from my brain and getting rid of the fog, I realized that my my addiction, I was born with it. And maybe the Trump, not maybe, I'm 100% sure in my perspective that the traumas didn't cause my addiction. The traumas maybe had made a manifest or whatever the word is to kind of come up maybe sooner or maybe to magnify them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was the sugar and the way I was eating in order to treat my addiction or not even treat my addiction to the way I was dealing with life because I couldn't deal with life Mm -hmm. was what brought on the depression. It's the sugar, the processed foods, the, the amount I was eating that causes depression and anxiety. It it wasn't, you know, sure, the trauma might have brought it on, but it it was it was totally, totally my food addiction, like the chicken and the egg. I, yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had the depression, or for so long and lasting, you know, for since you know I'm fifty one, I'll be fifty two in November, God willing, and um, I didn't you know know this until you know I'm forty eight years old that it, it's the food that caused the disease of depression and anxiety. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And so now do you feel like, do you feel, cause you're still on a, the journey. And I mean, like, I feel like this kind of a journey we're on for the rest of our life, if we're ever blessed enough to be able to jump onto this journey, cause some people just live in 
they they don't even they're not even aware that there's this life that we can be living. Um, do you feel like um, you'll ever? Because this, okay. Do you ever feel like you will just have a little bit of sugar down the road? Like once you hit a goal or do any of that, do you feel like you'll introduce that down the road, or do you just feel like this is just you know that it's a, a drug that you're not interested in anymore? Like, and I know you can't speak for the future, but for I can. the way you feel now. Okay. I can. I can. Okay. Did you did you hear, uh, I don't know, the last 40 minutes of what I've been saying? Do I want to go back to number 15, 16 attempt? I know. I know. I know clearly what the sugar will do to me. Maybe I can get away with one bite. Maybe. But I'm not risking the chance. Not at not at the cost that it can for me. Mm -hmm. And and for me, it's not about the sugar. It's I'm really enjoying experiencing life. I was I was numb. I was just before we went on the air or air, whatever, I don't know. Before we started yes. the podcast, sorry. Before yes. we started the podcast, I podcast, I said, you know, there's a song that I like that, you know, really motivates me. And I forget the word, the song now, but yeah. you know, by Evanescence. Um, anyways, I'm, I'm forgetting it. But anyway, so it's basically about like feeling dead, feeling like there's no soul like, and bring me to life. Mm -hmm. So I, why, why would I want to go back to that guy that was dead inside, that what was in a mental prison? I, I deserve better than that. I, I love myself and I want to love myself even further. I love my son. I love meeting people. I love life. You know, I know that the circumstances, I know now that the circumstances in my life are just ways for me to learn about myself, to get, you know, to get the messages, to find my purpose, to find my, what my strength is, to find my character. It's not, you know, a sign of like, I'm good, I'm bad, I'm whatever. These don't say anything about me. They're just ways for me to learn so why would i want to run from that not anymore awesome that makes me so happy okay that's so wonderful i'm glad i asked um and yes i was listening so <laughs> I, I didn't mean it like that i it's know a good, you it's didn't. a good question it's a good question but i had to answer it that way yes no i love you this is okay so this is fantastic so um and we can get in there's there's so much and it's so new nuanced and um but I, I also want to find out. So now that you're, you've got this, the fog is gone. Um, what do you like? What is your purpose? Like, do you have something bigger than you that you're that you're looking to achieve? Because you've been through so much. It seems, you know, the only purpose that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you really know what your purpose is until you. You know, your form passes on. Mm -hmm. But uh, as far as I believe, and I do pray and meditate, and when I meditate, this is what I get. It, my purpose is to is to share my experience and hopefully relate with somebody who may have experienced, everybody has experienced loss or grief. Um, but the way I took it, you know, the path I, I, it took me or the, the sexual abuse or whatever it is. And I, I feel I've got to the other side. I'm not the victim anymore. If there's somebody that can, you know, can relate to that and know that there is still opportunity, there's, you're still worth it. You're not any of these events. Um, and it's it's okay it's okay to dream and it's okay to to want to be happy like um you know i yes i i you know i lost my wife and all these things but it's okay for me to be happy i don't you know do you think i'm i i knew my wife pretty well i don't think she would want me to be unhappy uh i'm i know my son he doesn't want me to be unhappy right. so i I'd like to be able to, I feel my purpose is to pass that on 
and I'm in the works. Um, I'm inspired to, um, I want my book to be on the book club. So yes. I've been, I've been writing a book, even if it doesn't get published, I'm sure you guys won't mind. Uh, oh, we, we can't wait. It. So yes. it's in the works. So, um, yeah, and, and it's, th that's what I'm inspired by. That's what gets me in. And that's what gets me up in the morning. Yes. This is amazing. I can't wait for your book. I know Janice here is saying great words, Ed. This has been fantastic. Like we still are going to go for a little bit longer, but this has just been incredible. I learned so much that I didn't, I didn't even know. I thought I knew your whole story. There's, there's so much in there that I didn't know. Um, so, okay. So the, can you give a couple of I mean, you've, you've really done a really great job of laying all of this out. And anybody that's listening right now in the comments, if you have any questions, Ed is really an open book. Uh, -dum -bum -bum. <laughs> um, so if you guys have any questions, please post them and we can, you know, um, bring them up on screen here. But so if there are people that are saying that they are, they can feel that they're the victim. They can feel that they're going through something that they just don't understand, um, that their story is different. Um, oh, Mike is very happy how great you sound. Yes, you do. You sound like you're just a God giving all of this great knowledge. Um, do I thank the, the, the Amazon headset is that is that a plug for Amazon twenty nine 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 best twenty nine ninety nine. That's probably what it is. No, you just have a great voice. So um, anyway, okay. So shoot, what was I? <laughs> oh shoot, sorry. Any words of wisdom for people who that, feel like the victim? That feel like the victim feel like they have this feeling, like you were saying in the beginning, that you almost don't know what you're feeling. You're just sick of it, and you're just tired, and you're. How do you get out of it aside from finding this woman that's glowing and calling you forward? How do you kind of, what would you suggest to them? Not that's to a put great, you on no, no, no. That's a great question. Um, well, one of my, one of thing for me is, you know, like I said, the sugar, the those type of things really, really, um, really messed up my mind. Mm -hmm. um, just like any, you know, drug. Like uh, sugar is just as powerful as heroin. Please don't make me prove it to you. Um, <laughs> or people know me know I'm a pharmacist. So if you want, I can prove it to you. But um, it, it's a it's a powerful thing. So if there is some type of addiction. Um, try to tackle that, I guess, first. But but the thing is that I I feel that's very important is just just try like where awareness, like you can't change anything. At least I know I can't change anything unless I know what the problem is. And so coming off the sugar F trying to talk with other people um, like I, I went to get help. Uh, it wasn't the best help. Like maybe like it took me a while to find what really worked for me, mm -hmm. but they all helped me. And so just a listening, but to get out of just uh, get out of your head, just believe me, your head is telling you lies. Your head is, is telling you lies for just you know, if you can hear your thoughts, just separate yourself for a second and listen to your thoughts. They're full of crap. <laughs> They're full, at least mine were. And maybe you can put a, a, a different thought in there. Maybe, and if you have to fake it till you make it, that's okay. Maybe you can put, maybe I am worth it. Maybe I do belong. Like this whole thing, like the terrible thing about addiction is you, and not that I'm saying that, you know, if you're addicted, that's the only people who want to commit suicide. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying it's, it's horrible when you're addicted. One of the things is you, you have this sense 
I'm pretty sure you have the sense that you don't belong. You have the sense that, you know, you have no connection with anybody. But what do you do? You isolate. Right. And that's the worst thing you can do. Um, the worst thing you can do, because how do you get help that way? Right. So just if you can just for a few moments, just even one moment, just stop listening to your thoughts. Stop listening to the BS your brain is telling you, the disease is telling you, and tell yourself something else, anything you want. Wow. That's awesome. That is so good. Um, I wasn't expecting that, but that is so good and so simple, yet so hard sometimes when you're locked into that. Um, and this is this is wonderful. Um, Mary Robin, she says, bravo, Ed, for being a fine example, willing to share openly. Thank you for your service this evening, sending lots of love and appreciation. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that, too. If it's okay, I'm actually quite emotional, but it, uh, happy. Like I'm, I'm really touched. Like I've been, like I can't even believe that I'm saying these type of. Like it's me, but yeah. it's like I'm even I'm hearing myself say this, and it's even impactful hearing myself saying it. And this is how I feel. So I'm relating to myself. Yes, <laughs> I don't know how to say that. I, I totally get it. I totally get it. And I can't wait for you to hear it when it's on the audio of the podcast. I can't wait for you to re-listen to it when it's, you know, in YouTube or Facebook. Um, and what I am fascinated is how, how I mean, your, your full journey obviously has been quite a, a long path, but just this last couple of years and doing it through the pandemic, it's just, it's fascinating um, and that advice for reaching out to people, um, even if it's the wrong help, uh, because I think that was a really good tip and I don't want to gloss over it because I think that's one of the big things that we find is that, um, and again, we, I'm not an expert, anything. I always want to put that disclaimer because I want somebody to listen to this and think that, you know, um, but we hear a lot that people say, oh, I've tried that. I've tried that. And it didn't work. Or I went for therapy and I hated the person and I just couldn't connect. It's not for me. But that one person might not be for you. That one group might not be for you. Um, what I was listening to while you were speaking was how many times you tried things and you were able, and of course, it's easier to say now that, you know, it just didn't work. And so I moved on to the next thing. And then I went to the documentary and then I went to Dave's group. So now in retrospect, it's easier. Did you find that when you were going through that and it wasn't working and it wasn't, it wasn't, you weren't really connecting that you were feeling like that is okay. It, it's not for me. And then it would take you a little bit to get into something else. Or were you just kind of, you just got to that point that you're like, I need to find my thing well i guess when i um for me and mm -hmm. I, I don't know what it's going to be for everyone but of course after having the conversation with dave and i and i made the choice and i we've we've talked about this before the the difference i feel between choice and decision but i made the choice mm -hmm. that i'm not going to be a victim anymore yeah. and i'm not going to just listen to all the bs my head tells me because it doesn't, uh, you know. Anyways, I'm not going to listen to it all. Yep. I I was I was determined to find whatever works. I went to a therapist to help with a codependency, and she was nice, but it just wasn't. Nothing was clicking. So then I continued with Dave. I, I went to food addiction programs. Um, I, I tried to be live like a human being and be useful to other people. I. I prayed and meditated. I journaled. I found book club. Uh, I just mm -hmm. kept trying something because I, to I told myself, and I didn't fully believe it, but I told myself I'm worth it. Beautiful. I wasn't going to stop until I found something. That's amazing. Ooh, that's so that's so awesome. Literally, and my, and my son is worth it too. Sorry, my son is worth it too. Yes, but I'm. Yes. But you know what? I'm, you can't help anybody unless you are helped first. Like you're not good to anybody. One hundred percent. So, but I, I had I had him in mind all the time, and my and Dahlia, my wife as well. But mm -hmm. Anyways, yeah, and that's very clear. And they, yeah, but 
I'm glad you said that too, because we do need to take care of ourselves. We can't give from an empty cup. You just can't do it. And people hear that and they say, oh no, but I'm a father. Oh no, but I'm a mother and I need to take care of them. You just, you can't. And what kind of example, but now, oh my gosh, like Alexander has like the strongest daddy ever. Like this is the coolest thing. Um, and Janice here says, we are all worth it. You are worth it. 100%. If, and, if I can add, oh, sorry. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, no, please. I'm just going to say, Michelle, she says, thank you so much for sharing your story so eloquently. Ed, your story is important. 100%. Like this is phenomenal. What I meant, and thank you, thank you, um, Janice Michelle, and Michelle. Janice, Lupin. and yes, thank you so much. Um, what, what I wanted to say is, I like I said, I was, I was going to say lucky again. I <laughs> what's the word again? I was blessed. Synchron yes, blessed. I, synchronicity. Yes. Synchronicity. Oh, blessed is I great. can't say the word. Uh, I was blessed that I was allowed to go and do these, like have my son looked after. But I went to two inpatient treatments. Each one was three months long. A wait, not no job, no nothing. My son has to be looked after by somebody else. Um, one was over twenty thousand dollars. The other one was over sixty thousand dollars, and I got help from my mom to pay for it. So, once again, I was synchronized. Whatever. That's a great <laughs> one. That's a great one. <laughs> so I took advantage. Like why? Like anyways. Like they are all these people, like, and I'm and in my head, like when I tell you the lies, oh, I'm not loved by my family. Mm -hmm. What, what BS, like, look at all the stuff that they're doing for me. And I'm so, I was such a victim and not seeing this. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so if the help doesn't like, whatever it is you got to do to get the help, yeah. just get it. Cause you're worth it. Whatever it means. What, and then if it doesn't work, what did you lose? Like, what did you lose? You found right. out it didn't work and you tried something else. Right. Huge. Huge. That's amazing. And Kelly here says a lot of people say that they would die for their kids, but not everyone is willing to live. And that's all in capital letters if you're listening to this on the on the podcast. That one got who, me. Yeah. Who would live for them as in take care of themselves so they can be there for their kids. Kel, that's it's amazing. Dave is ending again with, I love this guy. Yes, Dave. It's, it's incredible. Ed. Okay. So will you come back on the show? All you have to do is ask. Okay. So, so I guess you just asked. So that the answer is yes. Sorry. <laughs> I did. Yes. Oh, and mom is on. She says, this was a great subject this evening. Thank you, Ed, for your insight. You and your son are so worth any effort you put in. Live your life. Live your lives. Okay, that I am going to tell you is huge because my mom, she watches it, but a lot of the time she watches it in the replay because I tell her, please don't listen to the video because I don't want it to be like bad audio or bad internet or whatever because uh, she's upstairs. That's how important this was for her. So she's watching it and commenting and everything. So um, you're just so inspiring, Ed. Um, and Dave, Ed, I am so proud of you. Yes. I am so proud of you too. Ed, this has been phenomenal. Um, you're going to have to come back on the show. You have so many, so many nuggets in there. And it was just so inspiring, not just your story, but how much you've grown in the last couple of years. Um, so I'm so grateful. Who knows? Maybe you'll be promoting your book next time you come on. <laughs> Whatever is meant to be will, will be, be, I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for being here. Um, this has been the first day pod. Um, thank you so much, Ed, for being with us. Um, I'm just I, I'm actually at a loss of words. I'm I'm just I'm so grateful for this conversation. Um, it went way better than I expected. And I thought it was going to be amazing. So um Again, if you guys are listening for the first time, um, we are First Day Pod. We are a mental health and addiction podcast. Um, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook um, at First Day Pod and uh, join us. We would love to have you in the conversations. Every week we meet at eight o'clock live. Um, next week we are going to have another guest and she will be coming on and it's really cool. She does like a, a recreational therapy. So she's going to be coming on and talking about that. Um, 
yeah, I just, there's Ed, thank you. Um, and, um, yeah, that's it. I love you guys. I hope to see you guys at the book club, uh, DM us if you guys want any information for that and we will see you next week. Thank you, Ed. Love you. Big hugs. Yes. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye everyone. Thank you. Bye.